Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That makes it time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. We are, Sean, we are here in, in Charlottesville this this weekend. I have, we are. have returned from my trip Huzzah. For, for, I guess, another short trip to see uh, some Thin Lips in Hopalong last night. Yes, they were they were fantastic. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll talk more about that later. Good, good. Um, but the trip I returned from, and I, I brought back um, some, some literature for us to, to look at regarding that, is yes. uh, I went to... Cheyenne Frontier Days, which we mentioned briefly last week, such that I was going to the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in short, I found it to be an utterly enjoyable and eye-opening experience in many ways. And I'm hoping that you're okay with me talking about it this week. I would love that. Uh, it's, I mean, it's certainly an experience that I've never had and is not really on the horizon for me. And so I imagine that that is probably a common situation for all 12 of you that are listening to yeah, this. Yeah. So hopefully you're as curious about the rodeo as I am. Yeah, and I think the, the thing that I want to express from the jump is that this particular rodeo um, experience in Cheyenne, I get the sense is unique. They have this huge kind of grounds that are used only for this. It's, it's not like mm-hmm. a, a stadium that's used for football or something else that they also use for this. This is their big time event. And I think specifically this one, and I think any kind of that, that have the same thing, it's, it's really a cultural event. And I think everyone should experience it at least once. And then there's the matter of these sports are awesome. And I saw them on TV. I was explaining I was at a happy hour for work. And I was explaining these sports to people. And it just so happened that all the TVs were out because there was a bunch of rain. Satellite TV. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't miss it. Um, and they they had some of the, the uh, rodeo sports on. And so I'm explaining to people this trip I had just taken. And they're on. And it was still as captivating even on TV. But it's even better in person. So I've given you a program that goes through the different events. And I know when I looked at it, I had no idea what this stuff was. So I feel like we should go through it a little bit so I can try to maybe explain the, you know, the suspended disbelief at you watch this? Why do you watch that? I, I think that would, I think that actually would be a great idea. Yeah. Uh, because there are, there are some things that are, are self-explanatory. I, I think I'm, I'm generally familiar with bareback. See, you say that, but I wasn't familiar with, have you seen the way that they ride these horses when they do it? Maybe not. So tell, tell me everything. So this this you sit in a chair. The, the idea of the chair is your your feet are kind of are perpendicular to the floor, and and your and then your your seat is atop. A, a well, with the bareback riding and some of these other ridings too, you get points. It is split uh, with when you're riding these animals. 
Um, you get fifty up to fifty points. The animal gets up to fifty points. So that's the way the scoring works. Has to, how you're moving stuff. But one thing, especially for bareback, that just blew my mind is they are they are basically lying on top of this horse. All they have is is one rope to hold because they have to keep one free hand, and they are parallel to the ground on top of the horse, and they have to keep their legs above the horse's shoulders. Hopefully the whole time. So the the better it is, the more parallel to the ground you are. So when you say parallel, you mean like they're on their back. They are on their back. Oh, it's, wow. It's, it's bare back to bare back, basically. <laughs> and okay. these people do this without helmets on, most of them. Uh, wait, do do some people wear helmets? Because I would imagine... <laughs> I would So I would imagine, you know, know knowing what we know about... America and and our our frontier myth and our you know bold bold manly expansion obsession of with masculinity. Destiny. Sure, I would expect that uh, wearing I would expect that wearing a helmet, while probably m- much safer, would get you called. A sissy boy pansy or something like that. It would there would be a derogatory term certainly, and there were a couple people with helmets, but the vast majority were not wearing helmets. Including they did have some some juniors on there. They had I think I think there were kids as young as eleven or twelve, um, uh, young young guys who were doing uh, bronc riding, and they're now the horses were also smaller, but they're not wearing helmets. And you know these even though smaller horses are couple hundred pounds that are flailing yeah. about and you you are going off the horse you're you're not i mean you want to get to and we'll, i'm sure we'll get to it but the idea is you're on the animal for eight seconds and then you can get a score doesn't matter how long you're on after that but you have to get to eight seconds or you're not getting a score um this oh, this bull or or horse is kicking and flailing around like that's the whole point and you're staying on you go off that thing, and the way they actually get you off, if you do make it on for eight, and then you put your hands where you would if you were a sane person, so you're holding on to this horse. They have these two other horses come along because the guys are on them, and you best basically grab their back and then slide down off the horse that's not bucking around. It's it's wild to watch. The logistics of of safety and like how they get people away from danger are incredible in themselves. But a lot of times, you're going off right off the back. Like, at 8, you yeah. just roll off. And so you're in the middle of this pit of dirt and mud, and the horse is still flailing about. There are other horses, or there's a bull, a bull, you know, a 1,000 pounds, 1,000 pounds plus, who's, you know, kicking around. And, I mean, these are fast-moving and heavy things. So it is um, – I I know for me watching it, I was nervous. So I can only imagine what is going through the, the, the Mountain Dew – and monster energy drink that is basically these people's bloods just pumping with with vigor and <laughs> insanity and taurine yeah um so uh, i think i'm curious because there there's a long tradition of rodeo stereotypes yeah that we have mm-hmm. so like how how surprised were you? Did did they play against type, or, or so, did you kind of think I saw this coming? 
My understanding was, I think first and foremost, this is really a, a family affair. Uh, looking at the audience, you have very young people with grandparents, maybe great-grandparents, and everyone in between. Um, there were people next to us with a bunch of University of Northern Iowa gear on. These people are coming far and wide to, to join together at this. Um, I, my understanding was that it used to be a little more, I don't know, uh, there used to be a little more spirituality in it, and that's not that it wasn't there, but uh, I guess there, there used to be a cowboy prayer and a moment of silence, and there might have been a moment of silence that I just missed, but it wasn't as... I think there's kind of this this idea of this ultra Americana evangelical type thing that you may see at a rodeo, and that wasn't there. It was, it, but it was really great in that it was, I think, pretty wholesome and family oriented. And I kind of girded myself for maybe some uncomfortable moments, just like, okay, this my coastal elite mind maybe <laughs> is not used to this type of show of just different values, but real no, Americanness. Yeah, and I think it was. Uh, way more inclusive than, nice. than I thought it would be. Um, to, and they did, in the local papers, I did see the discussion of them trying to embrace modernity. Um, you'll notice on, well, not in yours, but in mine, the first day I went, there was actually a, a ladies' bronc riding going on, which they hadn't done in basically forever. Um, women are not necessarily well represented in rodeo sports, though the barrel racing yes. um, is really, really cool. You basically ride your horse as fast as you can around these barrels without knocking them over. And there are people who are they're huh. winning by hundreds thousands, of hundreds of a second. I think yeah. sometimes thousands oh, of a second. Wow. You need to go to the, the third. But um, So I think that it's, it's certainly trying to be more inclusive um, and, and trying to think about how do we appeal to, and as everyone does, as baseball does even, how do we appeal to the younger audience? Well, baseball is, frankly, doing a shit job of that. Yeah. Uh, rodeo, better job. <laughs> well, I think it depends on the rodeo. And it's interesting to me that you've mentioned the religious evangelical aspect because my primary experience with a rodeo up to now, not not that I've ever been, but since I'm from Louisiana, is the Angola Prison Rodeo. Sounds fun. Uh, yeah, I, maybe, but um, unless know, you have to drive there for it, which I'm sure is not so fun. But I've, so I've been, I've been reading about the Angola Prison Rodeo, and and um, you know, it started it essentially started as a prison chapter of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Hmm. And uh, the the funds that are raised uh, by the rodeo go to religious education programs for prisoners, and in a lot of ways, like that's something I'm not sure I'm comfortable with. So I I really like I really like what you're saying that it retains, you know, that this that Frontier Days retains a wholesome family aspect because that I know is one of the things that I love about kind of uh, non-touristy Mardi Gras mm. is that it's re- like it's a family event and yeah there are still people that are getting drunk um, yeah. I'm sure there are people sloshed on several uh, pint cans of Coors Banquet yeah uh, but they're mostly there to have a good time with their loved ones yeah you know so as as I think honestly most if we think of this as a sporting event with 
So basically, it's a sporting event with a carnival attached and the, that type of food items and some some vendors of, of things. Well, they have really random stuff, but they also, you know, your hats and, and jewelry and everything else. It's it's kind of like a carnival plus a sporting event. Sporting events are, are ultimately family things. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that, whether it's a sporting event or not. Mm-hmm. Make the case, because I, I don't... S- I don't. I guess I don't see it as sports. I mean, I, I see it as an impressive physical feat. So, I think the the thing that occurred to me, and that at least in thinking about it as sports, was I enjoyed so much. Especially, uh, this gives me an opportunity to go over my my favorite sport there, which was steer wrestling. Um, in sports, you normally you compete against another human. Um, and in this, you're competing, you are another human, another human athlete. In this, you're competing against another athlete, but that athlete happens to be an animal. It's, but it's different than like, oh, well, you know, horse racing, you know, you, you compete against the the other horse. It's like really the start of the show there is the horse here. I think there's an equal footing and you see this maybe most in steer wrestling, which is you have a rider on top of their horse. And then there is a steer, about 500-pound steer, that is in a, another pen next to you. They get a head start at the Cheyenne Frontier Days. It's 30 feet. Once, once they hit the 30 feet, a flag goes up. So this steer is running. You jet out on your horse. And then this control. So you have this horse that is an athlete, an incredible athlete, very fast, smart horse. You have this, this guy who— But could it beat Chad Ochoa in a race? Uh, the answer is yes. Yes. But and then you have this guy who honestly a lot of these guys you wouldn't notice, but jump off their horse on top of the steer, and the goal is they have to twist the steer's head such that it goes the direction that you twist it and its legs go up in the air. So you've you've tackled it. You've wrestled it to the ground. The steer sometimes evades them and runs away. Uh-huh. The horse, um, there was one instance where a guy jumped off the horse and the horse also fell down. The horse was fine. But you see, you saw the concern and the announcer said it immediately, which was you could see his concern for the horse because the horse is an athlete too. And, you know, the, the bull riding and the bronc and and everything else, that, that's there, which is there's there's uh, just even in the point system, the the bull gets up to 50 points, you get up to 50 points, so it's a total mm-hmm. score. Um, but I really like steer wrestling because you see three you see three athletes competing with slash against each other at at once. Um, so if we expand sports to be like, uh, I mean, if we include horse racing as a sport, that's the showcase is the horse. I mean, the riders definitely play things. The riders are the ones who lose weight. Um, but I thought this was a really great showcase of man versus nature and also man with nature. Okay. All right. I buy that. Um, and I think, you know, from, from looking around this program, I, I think I could I, I think I could appreciate steer wrestling with fairly little intro because you know, unlike a, a scored event, yeah. like I still don't understand Olympic figure skating, yeah. but I understand speed skating mm-hmm. because it's just who does it correctly and does it the fastest. Yeah. So like that's that's something I think I could get behind. Yeah. But I do. I, so one thing that I like here as I'm looking through this is that you know one of the ways that Cheyenne Frontier Days has embraced modernity is they set up a website with. 
uh, rodeo 101 videos yes to yeah. to explain how things work to you i love that yeah i think and so they in in the arena they play those videos before each and they really? explain so oh, they explain the foot position that, that you want to have but very succinctly and say like until the the horse's front legs strike the ground the first time you have to keep them as i mentioned earlier uh for bareback you have to keep them above their shoulders um and so it doesn't really go to saying that, like the types of things you look for to get a good score, tailspin, mm-hmm. uh, height of the kick for, for the animals. Um, it, so that was really helpful. But I will say that even by the second day when I was much more tuned in to how people were riding, I still had no idea what made a good score and what didn't. I could kind of <laughs> I could kind of tell because the with the riders, the idea is to be pretty static. Um, but getting a sense for how dynamic the bull or the um, the bronco was was much harder. So, tell me more about team roping. So the roping stuff I wasn't as keen on, but team roping looks very cool because what it is is similar to what I mentioned earlier the the with steer wrestling the steer goes out of the gate. 500 pound steer a lot of them wear this kind of i'd say kind of adorable headgear around their 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 horns too i guess i don't know if it makes easier or helps protect them for this rope and so what it is is you have and they have names for them but they have person number one who uh lassos with their lariat um around the the head of the steer and then as it's going on once that is connected then the other person gets their two hind legs so it's very quick. I mean, very quick. The horses rush out there, um, and the you, you toss one, and then right when that happens, you toss the other. So uh, you've got two other animals. It, you know, you've got three animals at play, two people, and then also they have to master the rope. And and they're in motion as this is going on. So that's tough. And I, again, going back to like how these animals are athletes too. So the other roping event is, I, I guess, uh, the what's it um just the wait tie down roping yeah tie down roping tie down roping is the one where you've you've probably you know you hog tie something where you have to you catch it with the lasso and then you go down and you tie three legs together um, okay yeah. that one as far as like the athleticism of the animals the horses are specially trained to when that first lasso gets on them they pull up and stand tight so that the the steer stays in place. So hmm. they're performing a function which they are trained to do, which is cool to watch because they have a very uh, concerted posture to do that. Hmm. Oh, you know team roping. They've got names. They're the header and the healer. The header and the healer, which makes sense. Someone gets the head, someone gets the heels. That's a great, that's a great name. Yeah. And speaking of great names, one of the other things that I love... Are, are the names of the people that are participating in these events. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there are some some great... There are two guys named Cash with a K. One of them is Cash Deal. Mm-hmm. Like, the, this is a place... I, I think we're... I think we're in a time where there used to be a lot of great baseball names. Yeah. Raleigh Fingers, Raleigh. Catfish Hunter. Vita Blue is an awesome name. Yeah. But now, I don't know, you got names like 
Ryan Braun. Like, yeah. that's not a great name. Well, and you've got, every year Deadspin makes one of the, the young hockey players' names, which are just eight different ways to spell Bryce or, or, or Caden. Or, <laughs> Braden and Caden yeah, and Jaden. Yeah. And they're terrible. These are actually, these people, it's like you... Some of these are creative. Yeah, these are creative. Um, it's also worth noting in another instance of, like, this This brings some different cultures together as a cultural experience. Um, there is a Native American presence, uh, American yeah. Indian presence, tremendously. And you, and you see that in some of the names, and you see that literally at the places they have an adjacent village where they kind of show off their wares and their culture. They do cultural mm-hmm. dance, uh, traditional dancing. But the names of the the people as well as the horses or bulls are hmm. are tremendous. I mean, I'm a big fan of Coburn Bradshaw from Beaver, Utah, who competed in Saddle Bronc. Um, I know you had a couple. You mentioned Cash Deal. Yep, Cash uh, Deal is a great one. Uh, Rowdy Reekin, mm-hmm. who was a header in team roping. Yeah. That's a, a pretty good one too. And not all these people are from not they're not necessarily all from kind of the the Mountain West and Midwest area. There was some uh, Clint Lay uh, was from Alberta. Um, there yeah. there is a, a surprising amount of at least surprising to me um, people from uh, Canada. I guess rodeos obviously the Calgary Stampede is, is a big deal, but I really had no idea of how big it was in Canada. I saw. A Canadian flag being shown proudly by people in the stands, um, and cool. not to be outdone, but just the the horse and bull's name uh, horse for bareback uh, from the first day I was there. One of them was named Widower, which is a frightening but good name. Uh, a, a another saddle bronc horse is called Roller Coaster Catastrophe, uh, and then the bull names are are really great. And uh, my understanding is, uh, well, there's a uh, there was a bull named Louisiana Man, which is which is a good one. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think name wise, I think I am most partial to uh, Richmond Champion. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a good name. Yeah, that's, that's that one. would be a great baseball name too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Richmond is good. Also, if he went by Richie Champion, that would be if he was like a I think Rich Champion. Rich, yeah, Rich Champion. Maybe as a rookie, he would be Richie Champion, or like the old baseball. Mm. The old baseball announcer would be like, "Oh, Richie Champion came in the other day, and I was talking to him about his hitting, and uh, you know, I, I learned him a thing or two. But all right, Richie Champion is growing on me. You're yeah. right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, all in all, it just this was a really, I think, tremendous experience, and I can't. You asked earlier about things that stereotypes and things like that and the thing to kind of realize there is even though people were coming from far and wide um i'm used to a type of a discussion that occurs in my coastal area and concerns we have and i think that you go to different places and people have different concerns and especially and maybe it's a throwback to a bygone era i just want to come here with my family and have a corn dog and maybe go ride a ride buy a hat and then watch the rodeo I don't, this is a time for me to get away and not have to think about all the things that are stressing me out. Yeah, and I think that that comes out here in the enthusiasm for everything. And uh, you know, both days ended with one of the most ridiculous events I've ever seen, which is the wild horse race, which I suggest people watch. But like, be careful which video you work on because what it is is it's teams of three people, and they try to hold down a horse that has never been ridden before. 
they used to be actually wild. Now they're just unridden un, uh, yeah. in, in stables. And then they have to go around the track with these horses that have no idea what they're going. And they basically just have a saddle. So they hold onto the saddle, no real reins. People get hurt all the time. There are people getting dragged and stuff. But it it, uh-huh. become, it is the fever pitch of it. And everyone stands up in the stadium to watch. And yeah. it's just, I think that that, that joy that everyone gets is was really the ultimate appeal, which is people just love being here. And it's hmm. something to look forward to for the whole year. Nice. So I, I think we should probably close up. I, I haven't asked you about yeah. the rodeo clown. Oh, yet. yeah. Is that really a thing? I mean, I I volunteered, but they did already have one. Um, <laughs> and I would say the announcers were really cheerful, but they did have someone. They they call it in here. Um, his his name was Cody. I think it's Sosabi or Sosibi, um, and he was the quote-unquote rodeo clown they call him the barrel man here and he you know walks around and says hey to people and dances around i think a lot of the entertainment was good that they had another guy who did a lot of lasso tricks and and lit things on fire he also did gun tricks whatever but the rodeo clown gets gets in the barrel in the middle of the ring when the bull wrestling is going and now he's pretty safe in there but he has a, a front of you and he's stuck in this barrel so Unlike some of the other rodeo help, um, he's not running around trying to scare the bull. He can't get out of the way. He's just in a red barrel that might get uh, knocked over. Yeah. Wow. So uh, it's it's a real thing, and um, it just added to – they do such a great job of – there's there's obviously these horses and, and bulls and other animals take a little while to, to get ready because you are purposely getting them riled up, and then you have to put someone on top of it. So there's a lot of logistical things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept it moving so well with those videos, with the rodeo clown, with uh, you know other entertainment in there. It's it's really a well run machine, and a lot of the people are volunteers too. So that was cool that they got it all together. Nice. All right. I uh, I like that. I, I feel like I've I've learned a lot, and hopefully, if you're out there listening, you've you've learned something too. Uh, and, and if you have further questions about the rodeo, I think you should you should feel free to uh, message our expert. I'm sure he would be I'm, happy I'm to field, ex- I'm field ex- your ats. Yeah, I'm I'm an expert amongst the two of us, but that just means like you know a local a very localized expert. You're an you're an expert on the rodeo in the way that I'm an expert on having one tattoo. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, but anyway, you know, if you want, if you want, uh, if you want to discuss the rodeo with us, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, and please tell us where we're wrong too, because I want to be a more discerning rodeo um, enjoyer, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, so we'll move on then to. Pierce is sorry. What oh, are you yeah. apologizing for this week? So this is rodeo related. Um, we went into town. I was there on Saturday and Sunday. We went into the big, um, I guess, Western Outfitter store. Um, it was really incredible to be somewhere where after seeing all the Wrangler ads, the Wrangler jean ads, and never seeing anyone wear Wrangler jeans, seeing everyone wear Wrangler jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that it was... Maybe not money well spent in my area, but somewhere. 
Um, I already had cowboy boots. I already had jeans. But I was was interested in maybe getting a hat. So essentially what happened was I saw a hat that I wanted and they didn't have my size. So I didn't have the option of getting it, uh, that particular one. But I think the thing that I'm apologizing, uh, the thing that I'm apologizing for this week is just a, a lack of confidence in the embracing of the radio culture wholly really in terms of the hat i was like if i get this hat i'll never wear it like what's the point you know it's so silly it's like no 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 this if you if you get a hat here these people are all wearing hats not just because they're very sensible these these straw hats seem very breathable everything but it's a cultural thing that they're they're also proud of even if they don't necessarily focus on that but it shows like yeah i'm i'm someone who enjoys this culture and everything else and i think that my enjoyment, as I just talked about, is the ticket to do it. Even if I only wear it once a year, or if I wear it constantly, just go out in the rain, wear it to work, whatever. It's something that I enjoyed, and it's like, it's not that different than going to a concert and and buying the merchandise. Um, I really appreciated this. I want to support it in whatever way I can. Let me add to that by getting a hat and showing always as almost an ambassador for this type of culture. So. I really should have gotten a hat because I, right now I'm being an ambassador to this. I should give that a physical form too, because I'm not. I'm, cowboy boots are not very sensible to wear to the office. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Though the, all the people I'm there were to their office, all the people there were wearing it at their office. I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, on, on behalf of the rodeo community, thank you for your apology. Um, and trust that you will. I tip my baseball. The purchase the Stetson next time. The, the other, the other thing is, is I don't know. There's, there's something more mature about a cowboy hat. The, the look and a lot of us who's wearing it. And I'm wearing a baseball cap now, and I just realized that baseball caps are very like, they're so casual and and kind of uh, youthful in a way that is just not as esteemed as a cowboy hat. There's an esteem. <laughs> Um, I blame I blame commercialized images like John Wayne and the Marlboro Man, but nevertheless. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll close with uh, a big idea, and as you mentioned at the beginning, we went and saw a concert last night. Yeah. And it was really good. Yes. Uh, Thin Lips, uh, who I believe are also a Philadelphia band. Yeah. Yeah. Opened for Hopalong, a a noted Philadelphia band. Um. Uh, at the Southern, which it was your first time there. Yeah, I said it. I'm looked, surprised by that. Yeah, I, it, it was. I didn't. It, I wasn't expecting the venue to look how it looked. It's a very strange but also excellent venue. Yeah, it looks like a, a dinner theater slash grotto kind of thing. <laughs> that's that's an interesting way to put it. But I, so I'm for one, I'm glad that you finally saw a show there because it has has proven itself to be my favorite place to. Hmm. See shows here in Charlottesville. Yeah, it's great. Um, and you know, I, I think both bands put on a really great show. Thin Lips just had an album come out this week. Yeah, uh, that I I bought at the merch table. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopalong has a new record that came out like in April, maybe. April sounds right. Um, and, and you know just. I hadn't been to a concert in a while. I had been had been feeling 
pretty delinquent in that regard. And so it was great to see a show again. It helped that I, I came back in on such a good one. Um, but I just like I enjoyed I enjoyed some of the little moments. I enjoyed that Francis Quinlan did a Rocky impression. Yes. Um, I I dug that the the guitarist for Thin Lips had his pedals mounted on a skateboard yes. deck. Um, I, I liked that Hopalong uh, made a point of talking about. Uh, someone who had already been to multiple shows on their tour this spring slash summer, and it wasn't you. It wasn't me. Even though you have done that. Yes. Um, so it, it's, it was it was a lot of fun. That's that's why I used uh, something from the new Thin Lips album as our music for this week. Mm. Um, I just if you have a chance to see either of those bands, just do it. It's yeah. it was so great, and you know I think they're still. They're still kind of at this stage in their career and playing the kinds of venues where tickets are not outrageously expensive. So buy a ticket to go see them and buy some of their merch. Buy a record. Buy a t-shirt. Both bands had really cool t-shirts. Yeah. Here, uh, I'll, I'll free health advice. Instead of, especially in D.C., instead of buying one cocktail, buy one, one concert, concert ticket. ticket. Yeah. And with the second cocktail money, or like cocktail and a half, buy, buy the album there. That's yeah. two two fewer drinks in a week, and you'll probably make more friends, or you'll have a great time. Um, yes. You'll sweat. You'll sweat a bunch. It'll be great. It's yeah. It's good. Your your heart rate is up. You leave feeling like you like. We joked about starting a band last night. Yeah, like you feel. I don't know. You just you feel different. You feel like your molecular structure has changed. Yeah. After you go to a good and fun concert, and that's what we did, and. I just I can't recommend that experience highly enough. Yeah, going to a concert has the same invigoration as being like a twelve-year-old watching D two The Mighty Ducks. You're like, I've never rollerbladed before, but I'm ready. Let's go play hockey in the streets of Los Angeles with <laughs> I can do with, it, uh, Keenan. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, go check out a rodeo if you have a chance. Uh, buy a cowboy hat, apparently. Buy a cowboy hat um, and go go see good bands. And support them however you can because they need it. Yeah. On that note, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod and at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. There you can get every episode of our podcast as well as some writings. Uh, If you just want the podcast, don't want to have to deal with being on your computer. Get on your phone, go to your podcatcher of choice. I I know for sure that we're on Apple Podcasts. Um, I think we're most other places. Uh, And subscribe. Uh, Our episodes will pop up every Tuesday for you. Uh, If you do that, please do us a huge favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just if you have a friend that you think might be interested in what we're doing, tell them about the show. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening. Bye.